up? What's up, Antonia? Oh, she's in. That's my real name. How do I? Oh, here. Hello. Damn. Hello. She's showing face. She's hey. showing face. What's up? I need to apologize. I'm. I, it's been really like a tragic past two months of my life. And I, two weeks, two weeks, sorry. The most tragic two weeks of my life. Okay. And I've been very liable and I'm really sorry. No, don't be so... sorry. We're happy you're here. Do you want to share why your life has been uh, in, in shambles? Or shambles. keep it personal? Okay, yeah, we don't have to get into it. I'll leave it at shambles, yeah. I thought okay. I would I wasn't have to move back in with my mom, and but oh. everything, everything's a little okay now. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll kick it off. We'll give you uh, an intro. Okay, okay. Um. Dewey Dudes, episode 60. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, today we are graced with the presence of a very brilliant actor and one of the most entertaining personalities on the internet. The very funny and charismatic Annie Hamilton. Annie, thanks so much for coming on the show today. How have you been? Thank you for having me. Um, it's It's been uh, weird. I'm really bad at um, pretending that things aren't happening to me. Like, I... I Obviously, as you might, if you have gone on my Instagram, I have a problem with um, boundaries and not knowing where to stop telling people what's going on in my life. So it's been a weird past two weeks and then something really great happened. And so I'm trying to get my life back together. Okay. It's my big, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I, I got contacted by... We'll just put it in. I got contacted by the New York Times to do like a 2,000 word profile on me. And I was like, Whoa, my wow. dream is to be Googleable. How, how wonderful. And then I met with the reporter for the first time for four and a half hours yesterday and told him way too much, obviously. Damn. Um, so I feel that it was a sign to uh, get my life back going. to yeah. yeah. Damn. Momentum. Yeah. Momentum. Yeah. You got to keep that up. That's amazing. That's congrats on that. It's you know, all about momentum. Well, um, sick. I uh, can't wait to see you in more print. Um, but before we get to know Is you, going to be in print. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I guess probably. Wow. Okay. It's like a photo shoot. It's. I'm really. I, mm. I feel pretty cool, guys. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's sick. So wait, what do you yeah, feel like yeah. you over? I mean, we'll wait for it to come out. But yeah, no, we. Re- I, I know what I'm going to share today. I, I already planned it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good because oh, um we like recently like had an interview with someone and are are you media trained? It is one of those things, right? Where like someone's like talking to you and then you kind of want to like tell them enough to, or like feel like you're being you're being like authentic or letting them in. They kind of yeah. like a friend, and then sometimes then you see the you see the product and you're like, fuck, I sound like an idiot. What am I doing? Yeah, I'm just desperate firing, but I'm just I really want people to like me and I really want to I feel like everything is an audition and everything is a chance to prove yourself. So I say really big things to get people to feel like they know me well, mm-hmm. when really that's mm-hmm. I'm realizing actually a um, distraction and like a cover for who I really am. That like the big truths that I say are actually like so far from who, the I'm sorry to get so deep. No, wow, in, but- no, this is great. Well, do you see? Do you feel like that's what people like, kind of like, see when they're interviewing you, or like that's what they pick up when they're doing their writing, or is it something that you're noticing, like yourself, like oh? I just feel like the people that, like the couple, you know, people that know who I am expect um, to get a really crazy, amped up, um, unreliable version of me, and I feel that I owe it to them to give them mm. some sort of entertaining messy version of myself but the past two weeks I have been truly genuinely very messy like my life really yeah. exploded in my face um and I had to I, I'm going to spend the next year or two of my life um facing those consequences and um learning how to be a better person so in in the wake of that I I feel it's necessary to say that um a lot of what I say is bullshit even though it sounds like truth Shit! Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Like really <laughs> all right, Annie. Really, really <laughs> life changing two weeks. Good morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's 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 start off that. a little lighthearted. Let's get let's yeah, let's let's, the let's be a little routine. superficial for a second. Um. All right. So the way we start off our shows with our guests is we kind of we we say drop the routine. Uh. Basically, any skincare, any anything beauty related, grooming, whatever. Um, wellness, wellness, walk us through like a, like a, either your PM or your AM routine, whatever you want to share. 
Um, okay. So this is the overshare I planned. God, I'm so sorry, Fuck guys. Yes. I am uh, September first I decided via my psychiatrist who threatened me um that it was time for me to get sober. And it's been a big journey in 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 getting there um in this path of recovery and so before i decided to get sober i had no skincare routine i was just like getting blackout and going to bed and and wearing my makeup and justifying it because andy warhol once said that Edie sedgwick never bathed and that she would just pile her makeup on top of her makeup and i was like that's perfect (laughs) i'm so Edie." um and so now that i'm trying to be sober i have this whole routine this new skincare routine. Like I'm like actually taking care of my skin. So that's what I'll say first. Um, I don't take care of my skin in the morning. In the morning I just wake up and I put on a bunch of makeup and I did something weird today, which is that usually I get my hair blow dried. Okay. Uh, Cause I, that's like my mm-hmm. big beauty addiction. I like make no money and I still spend like a hundred dollars a week getting my hair done, but I didn't <laughs> have time to get my hair done. So I put curlers in my hair, like hot con air. I think I have them. I put hot, con air curlers in my hair and it did something weird like i wouldn't totally suggest it wow um, wow so i it looks real floppy but i kind of like what the, this crimped thing it did with my bangs um but at night i wash my face with the same aveeno uh face wash that i have used since i was like 14 okay um it's mm. it foams it's super gentle and it's the only thing that i've tried that like really i wash my face twice but it takes off the gallons of makeup that I have on my face and it doesn't hurt your eyes when you take off the eye makeup. It's super, super suggested. Um, and then I alternate between two things. I either put on this, um, it's on my, this UFO Sunday Riley, um, acne Mm. thing. Um, and I just put it all over everywhere, everywhere. (laughs) And then I take my acne sulfur treatment, which comes in this, I can show it to you. It's like this big Hub. Hold on. I wonder if it's also the Sunday Riley. Sunday Riley is weirdly amazing. You know what's funny? They've sent us a lot of stuff, but I always treat it like I need to gift this to someone because it's like a little price. It's pricey, and so it always seems like a nice gift. So I never use it. Give it, give it to someone. I love it. Yeah. So this is the Sunday Riley. Okay, sick. Mm-hmm. Then I put on this acne treatment de la Cruz from Amazon. Have you guys heard that of this? It looks like dog food. What no. is that? It's, <laughs> it's so <laughs> It's like Puritina. Okay. Okay. Do you know what the ingredients are? What? Do you know what the ingredients are that are like, that? Like what's, how's it supposed to help your acne? 10% sulfur. Okay. Okay. It's hardcore shit. Do you have issues with uh, acne? Do you have acne skin? Yeah, yeah. I, I have like, I just, you know, I just put on makeup, but I, I have some acne. Okay. Uh, especially if I keep, cause I wear so much makeup. It's just this cycle of like, put on the makeup. The makeup is on for too long. Then you take off the makeup and you put on all the acne stuff. But that's, yeah. that's one, one night is this, this. Sick. And then the next night I t- I do something different and I, um, put on, I wash my face and then I do this. I just got this mask. You guys know this one? Oh yeah. Sisley. Nice. It looks too expensive. But I put that on and I either sleep with it or I put on, like, I have a big tub of CeraVe and I just put the CeraVe all over my face. And then I just uh, use this eye cream. I don't even know if it's good, but I use it. it the... It's uh, First Aid oh, yeah. something. Oh, yeah. First Aid Beauty. Is that what it is? That's it. Cool. And then okay, I, yeah. put on this lip, I put on this lip mask both nights. I like this lip mask. Wow, yeah. Laneige is good. Oh, good amazing. Uh, yeah, amazing lip sleeping mask. masks. Yeah. And then the other ma- the other face mask I use, because in the sobriety thing, like the the sobriety thing, in, in trying to become sober, <laughs> um, I have nothing to do at night but light a candle and look at my little chip that says I have 24 hours and put on a face mask. So this is another face mask I like that. I got as a Sephora sample, and it's, like, very cheap on Amazon and is amazing. It is oh, free. It yeah. is free. Mm. Have you guys tried um, it? Yeah, I don't like it because a lot of their products have a ton of alcohol in it, which dries my skin out. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's my that's my experience with it. But some people, it really helps them. I really, I'm into it. I don't, uh, I mean, as you can see, I don't know much about, I know a lot about makeup, but I don't know much about beauty. Um, but the only other thing that I do have a 
tip tip about uh-huh. is I, um, I just started moisturizing my body. Okay. Um, okay. Never did that before. And these are the three things that I'm just, that are making me so one. Yes. You know, let's see. Uh, yes. We love, we love the show. Okay. So we have, so first we put on this body cream, which was another Sephora sample that, um, that I just, is so cheap on Amazon. It's really smells good. Bum, 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 oh, bum cream? I, I, I got that as a I got that as a Sephora sample too, and I actually really like it. Okay, it's great. And then I put on my friend who is knows everything about beauty. Got me this. It's probably really fancy. I've never seen mm. this. Audacity? No, I'm not familiar with that. It looks nice. She's French and it's she's <laughs> fancy. So I feel that this is probably very fancy. Yeah. But uh, the one I got myself to put on the like body oil that I got myself that I put on my face sometimes too is this is really nice. I really like this. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. No. Yeah. Look, and it, Amy, just, <laughs> it smells again like a French rich woman. Mm, the best, the best smell. The best smell. The best to, smell. I have to trust you on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So wait. All right. So. Thank you for sharing your skincare routine. Thank you for sharing. Well, first off, do you have any other, you said you know a lot about makeup. We have a lot of uh, listeners who do makeup shit. So yeah, do you have any tips or, you know, like what what would you like to share? I, I will share my makeup, but really quickly, look how beautiful, I've never done this before. Look there, and my bed's oh, unmade, look but look how beautiful. How do, you, how do you feel now that you have a skincare routine? Because I understand that, like, you know, going out really, really late, I mean... Yeah, I skip my skincare routine all the time because of uh, the result of just like partying and drinking. Does the routine of it feel nice? Yeah, sort of like it's the closest thing I have to meditation, honestly. Mm. Like I feel like when I take the time to light the candle and wash my face mm-hmm. and put this layer on and then the lips come and like I, it's sort of a nice, relaxing, meditative experience. It's like one of the only acts of self-care that I'm like, I see the results, I'm doing it. Yeah. I can, I, I don't have to, it's not like in the ether sort of, it, it's, I can literally put shit on my face and know that I'm doing something good right. for myself and that feels nice. I don't know about you, Evan, but whenever like my life is in shambles for a while, like my apartment's a mess and everything, the, the, the first thing I do is like, okay, tonight and in the morning I'm doing my skincare routine and then after that, everything else comes. Yeah, I agree with that. I do that too because there'll be, there'll be days when like I'm just like working nonstop and then I'll have to play catch up and usually the skincare routine and shit like that. Those are the first things to happen. Yeah. Um, you guys really do have beautiful. I will. I'm not to say you have beautiful skin. Both of you. Oh, Emilio beats me so, by a mile, but yes, thank you. Well, I have a, I had the, I just, I have a scar, but that's about Emilio's it. skin is obviously really, 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 really good, but no competition. Um, well, if this was in 4k, you'd see all the, all the blemishes, but um, I'm gonna get my yeah, makeup yeah, bag. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this makeup bag is really embarrassing. I had like a, a Chanel one, and then I switched makeup bags probably like once a month because I never, I refuse to clean anything. I just throw it out, and I don't because there's all the um, the when you sharpen the lip pencil, all of the, the shavings and the, the shaving. Yeah gets in the bag and then I just throw the bag out so I am very broke right now so I went on Amazon for my new makeup bag and I got a magic bag guys it's really I, okay. I, I, it's for magic damn oh, oh damn magic. wow damn what is that like vel- like velvet it's it's you know it's a plush little it's for children mm. for children's magicians so <laughs> keeping my um, the only thing that doesn't fit in my makeup bag is my powder, which I think is, I just started using powder uh, in the past year. I'd never used it before and it's changed the game. Like I really okay. don't have to reapply my makeup as much. And I use this Chanel. Um, mm, amazing. It's just, it's a uh, Poudre Universal Libre, you know, natural finished loose powder. It's really nice. It's fancy. We love this part because um, we like know nothing about makeup. We're like, yeah, that looks yeah, this fucking. Is, that looks great. That looks awesome. <laughs> this is the part where we just like nod and say yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this powder is really nice um, because it it's um, not too like old lady in the finish. Like it, it sort of still mm. gives a bit of oil and shine if you put it on right. I, I really like it. Um, the first thing I do to my face is I put on 
this, I think it's tinted moisturizer. It's not straight up foundation, but it's YSL. And it's the new version. They used to have an old one. And I went to the store to get the old one a couple days ago. And they were like, that's no more. It's discontinued. You've got to try the new one. And I was pissed at first, but I like the new one better. It's even lighter and nicer. And um, yeah, that's so I just put that on with my fingers all over my face. And then I put on my makeup's kind of ratchet today. So I feel weird giving a makeup. <laughs> but, um, There's no, nobody. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> yeah, the thing I will say about the best. The best makeup tip that I have is put your makeup on at 8 a.m. If you have to do something at 2 p.m. Like you, it needs to like set into the face and then reapply on one. Yeah. Like if I have something to do at 8 a.m., ideally I go to sleep with my makeup. Like it's, it, it, the makeup has to like sink into my face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Become one. That sounds yes. like I'm but I really mean it. Like if I have something at 8 a.m., like I went on a date recently at 9 a.m. with a guy who I thought was like really special and I went to bed and up, so. Well, you thought he was, was really special. Is he really special? And he was going back to LA. Okay. So it's the only time he had at 9 a.m. And I was like, I gotta look amazing. So I went to bed with my makeup on and then I got a blow dry in the morning. Damn. At, yeah, seven. It was really commitment on my behalf. That's- Okay, that is a lot of commitment. I feel like I wouldn't be able to make that. Um, you said you thought I he hope. was really, really special. Like, is he no longer special or is he still special? Yeah. He's really special. It's just not going to be my boyfriend. Right. So Copy that. <laughs> Damn. Maybe next time. Anyway, so I found this foundation. Cool. And then I put on this uh, concealer. It's Sephora brand, and I think it's like $9. Like, it's really cheap as far as concealers go, and it's the best concealer I've ever used. Um, and the shade I use is Madeleine, and it's really nice and really cheap. Wow, keeping it with and, the, the French and, theme. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm really into the French mm-hmm. products. Um, then I put on this. I just got this. This uh, I'd never tried the Glossier stuff. This cloud paint. Uh, the oh, cool, yeah. cool product. That's the right? one. That's the one thing I know. The cloud paint. Yeah. No, yeah. of it. Of it. Never. Never tried. Of it. Oh, I don't Amazing. use it. I just know of it. Okay, so it lives up to the hype. Amazing. I I really like. It's the perfect color. It, I I I love it. It's changed my face. Wow. The cloud cloud paints. Why they're a billion dollar company? It really is that their most popular product? No. I'm just oh kidding. no, we have no I mean, idea. I have no, no idea. But <laughs> that was like boy brown. Boy brown. Yeah, boy brown. Oh yeah, boy boy brown cloud paint though. I feel like I see the everyone loves those. I refuse. I don't do anything to my eyebrows. I get them waxed, but I don't, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, so then I put on a blush on top of the, as you, I really like my, my, I, I like makeup to look unnatural. Like it doesn't, I'm not trying to see anybody here. Like I'm, I'm literally, as you guys have seen from my pictures, like I have an, a whole lip that isn't mine. Like I literally <laughs> take a lip liner and I go over my mouth. So I'm not trying to be natural or beachy here. Um, I put this this blush on top of the cloud paint, which is Dior, and it's called Poison Poison Matte. Uh, Poison Matte. And I use a really cheap, I think these are the best blush brushes. They're called Eco Tools on Amazon. They're also like $10 and they're great. Um, then I put on eyeliner. This one is probably from the drugstore. It doesn't, it's not labeled. It's really old. And I just, I just learned this. I don't put the eyeliner like, all over my eye i just put it in the corner on the end oh, yeah. um, that's cool that's a cool it, look I think, I think it's a lot better for me and and this is the best mascara ever it's also from the drugstore and it's called l'oreal and um it stays on all day you can like it can, it can look natural or it can look really unnatural like mine um it's you can just keep going it's it's i've used it since i was in middle school it's awesome and then the most important step of the makeup Let's routine is the fucking lip liner. Ooh, there it and, is. And we just, we can't live without her. I have so many of them. They're everywhere in my room. If I go out for a night, they're in my pockets and my coat pocket and my purse. Like <laughs> if I go on a date with a guy, like sometimes I'll plant a lip liner in his bathroom so that like in between kisses, <laughs> I can run to the bathroom wow. and put some lip liner on. Yep. I love stuff. So... It gives the, a whole entire new meaning to go to the bathroom to do a line, you know? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I often go to the bathroom and do lines. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this is my favorite. The two ones I've been using now. I used to use a really expensive one um, by Kevin O'Coin, but it was so expensive. It was like it's forty bucks, and I go through lip liner truly like every two weeks, every three weeks. So I was like, I can't really commit to this. So I found the pretty much the exact same shade in the Sephora brand, which is also like seven dollars. And it's the shade is it's light brown. And then on Amazon, I ordered like 16 of these and they were $20 for like 16 of them. Um, it's cappuccino, but I forget the, I think it's Rimmel. Yeah, it's Rimmel. It's, uh, so they're both, both lip liners I'm using right now are drugstore ones, but this one is the one that goes on the outer. That's like almost that my mom is like, you need to stop with this one. Um, this one, like if you do it on its own, it's a little more natural. This one's straight up a, a dark line that you are just, yeah drawing around your lips but i love it i can't get enough your your mom just doesn't like the the dark line or what is it about it that she wants you to my stop? mom my mom didn't allow me to wear makeup growing up and then as soon as i decided i was gonna wear makeup i put on i started doing this um mm-hmm. and she is just like i mean she's she's the most wonderful jewish mother she just is like so sad that i care about how i look so much and um <laughs> He's devastated um, about how vain I am, and um, she, you know, I have very, I have really skinny lips naturally, and she's like, "That's beautiful, and you should love that, and your face is beautiful as it is." And she's very worried about the New York Times article because she, the first thing she did when I was going to the reporter yesterday, she, I smell bad a lot of the time, and she called me and was uh, like, "Did you wear deodorant? Geez. Brush your teeth? Are your clothes clean? Are you wearing the brown lip liner?" And I was like, oh. "Wow, yeah." Yeah. She's looking out for you. Um, she, you know, we all we all yeah, have our moms in our ears. Say it yeah, again. Sounds sweet. We all have our moms in our ears. Yeah. What do your guys' moms think of your of this uh, occupation? Oh, my mom. My mom is like our number one fan. Actually, yeah. she's also the biggest critic. A lot of times, she'll be like, <laughs> "If you guys don't hurry up and capitalize and make money off this, somebody else is going to beat you to it." She's like, "You guys are ruining a good thing." Um, whenever she listens to, like a bad podcast episode, but she got <laughs> so obviously she's she's like she's been um, yeah she's been she likes it I guess yeah I don't think my mom what really you, understands Evan? it. Did your mom even know about it? My mom yeah she knows about it. I don't think she really kind of understands yeah. it or about I think she she doesn't really mm-hmm. uh, have too much of an opinion about it. Which that's good that's great for me. Um, Annie, all right. So when we reached out to you. It was because we saw this photo you posted, mm. and we thought, wow, this would be an interesting thing to talk about on a skincare podcast. And it is a photo of you raising your arm. I don't know if you have, like, psoriasis under your on your armpit or whatever, but you said you had to get, like, a cyst removed. You had to go under. And we just thought, like, damn, this this seems dermatological. What... How are you doing? Yeah. How's it going? Do you have like the cyst story that you can share? Do you have? You're gonna be so disappointed. What? No, is it like not that that cool? Oh, it's nothing. What's crazy about this is the New York Times asked me about it yesterday, and I was like, "What? This is this has gotten out of control." It was a sweater that I had that was really, mm. <laughs> and it was red and it had lots of red fuzz. And when I took the sweater off, my the de- the the Mitchum deodorant and the fuzz just sort of met and. And it was, it was a, it was, it was a uh, prank. It was a, it was a, I, I fooled you all. Oh, so, it didn't so, look, it's not real. Oh, oh my visual. God. But the, but what I will say about dermatology and cysts is I actually do, I do have a cyst on my back that does need to be removed. Um, it's really big. I, 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 I feel it when I'm anxious. I just like rub it. Um, does it hurt? It just is weird. It's like a little horn, and it's been there for years. Mm. And I remember when it was just a pimple, and okay. then it became so much more. Um, it's That's really, always how it's. Yeah, it's really buried in there. But I also had a, a gum disease, um, and I don't know if that's part of the beauty blog, but um, I was going yeah. to the dentist. Oh, and your molar fell out. Yeah, I've I've had things happen to me before. I had like like an onlay where I chewed something hard, and then like. How to get it put back in. It's always so expensive. It's always so much more expensive than you think it's going to be. This was called ANUG, um, which is a disease that people commonly got in like the 1800s. And smokers get it. And uh, uh, just straight up don't brush their go. teeth. 
And I was someone who smokes and all the time and doesn't brush my teeth. So I uh, now I brush my teeth and I'm hoping it will make me more suitable as a life partner for somebody. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm all in the name of finding a life partner. Yeah, it's all it's literally all of this is to find a life partner. Like I, I don't. <laughs> We're talking about love today, people. This is yes. about love. Well, yeah, let's let's get into love. Um, you know, stalking you a little bit, listening to other podcasts you've been on, reading your tweets. You know, uh, we've deduced that you've hooked up with a lot of uh, beautiful looking men in your time. Um, a full range of boys. Spent a, spent a loving night. Yeah, we're night. curious. Uh, what did the bathrooms of these men look like? Mm-hmm. 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 let's hear it after you well before and after you leave your lip liner there as a little um remembrance i don't, yeah. so so in truth i don't remember a lot of these baths i have been with a lot of people and i don't remember a lot of these albums but there what is a really memorable bathroom i was hooking up with someone in in sobriety and being sober which you're not supposed to do it mm-hmm. i I know that for a fact. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, you're not supposed to date within the first year. Um, and I was hooking up with this guy, and he's very wealthy, and he um, had a very beautiful big bathroom, and and I couldn't believe he had like lots of products. I like haven't my actually my my very serious ex boyfriend uh, the who, who we lived together. He was really into products, and he had like the most expensive products for no reason. Like he just didn't understand what skincare was. So he would just order like La Mer oh products. Like he was, yeah. was psycho. Like I, I literally was like, yeah. you have better, like I, I have my Aveeno face wash yeah. and you're over here with your like Barbara Sturm. He had oh, Barbara Sturm shut the pills. Fuck up. But he didn't know what to do with it. He didn't know what to do with That's it. That's like really expensive. He, was, he knows just, he just liked how the bottles look. Yeah. What'd you say, Emilio? Sorry. Nothing, you go. No, I, I was just saying, damn, all right. Uh, I, I'm wondering what tax bracket this, this guy's in. Obviously, like a status. I mean, honestly, yeah, I'd buy, if I, like, I'd buy La Mer if I didn't know what it was either, just to be like, yeah, I got La Mer. It was, he, he bought, he even went so far as to buy one of those, like, things you put on your face that has lights on it. An LED mask? Oh, the mask, yeah. Yeah. And I, wow. Like, baby, you, you look, like you're just a boy like i don't know like you you don't need to have i mean you guys that's an uncommon opinion but he his skin was really nice like he didn't really need to have all these very expensive products um but i i and it kind of towards the end of our relationship like i was stealing them it was bad um And so, like, not stealing them, we lived together, but I would, like, hoard mm-hmm. them in the other bathroom and, like, use too much of them. And I just was like, I'll never get a chance at La Mer again. Um, but this this recent boy that I was hooking up with had, like, Q-tips, which I was impressed by. I was like, damn, he, like, uses Q-tips. And he had um, a ton of, he had Tom's deodorant. What else did he have? Um... Damn, it's really funny. These like really, really like base level things are like people are like, wow, like. Very, very I love impressive. that he had Q-tips. I love it. He the just had deodorant on a, on a toilet good. paper holder. Like, yeah. I just had my, my brother. Um, I bought him the Avino face wash, and I bought him Q-tips, and I was like, "Go forth, sir." And uh, <laughs> I, that's all I expect from men, pretty much, because I I, yeah. I feel like I've had tons of experiences of like getting into the shower of a guy's house that I hooked up with like a couple times or just once and like having to shower before I go home to get the sex off me and being like there's no conditioner there's not a hairbrush there like what I can't take a shower without conditioner and a hairbrush that's like I actually can't I won't get in the shower um so that my experience of like being a young person in their 20s like in my early 20s in Los Angeles and like going to men's houses i I was always deeply disappointed. And then recently I'm, I'm become more aware that men are, uh, have skin too and would like to take care of it and that they actually do. But in my early twenties, I, I thought that all men just had like old spice and no hairbrush. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like a, lo- a lot of men are still kind of that way. I, right. Evan? I don't have a hairbrush. I'm outing myself. I don't. And my girlfriend probably hates that, but 
Get a hairbrush, a hairbrush for your now. Hairbrush. I know, I know, I really do. Every time she comes over here, she'll ask for like, there's like one thing that she'll ask for that's really specific that I should have, but I just don't. But meanwhile, like I'll take a box. I'm like, yo, dude, we got like some Tatcha in here. We got like, do you need the PR package? Yeah, do you need this? <laughs> you want to try this retinol? Um, but never we like get the your basics. a hairbrush. Uh, Annie, I'm <laughs> on it right now. I'm gonna go on Amazon right now and order just a few of them. Um, yeah. Get the detangle. Get the little detangle thing. I'll send detangle. it to you. Okay, yeah, right. thank you. You must have it for her. You I must. know. I feel. I feel like I'm failing her as as, as a, a sweet boyfriend. Maybe not <laughs> sweet anymore. Just awful. Um, damn. Okay. Um. So, all right. Speaking of like, all right, these dudes. I think you've mentioned before that you have a certain kind of guy that you're into, that isn't really like fashion forward, right? kind of like quote-unquote offline boyfriends right do you still do you buy into offline boyfriends because i feel like there's a weird discourse coming about it now and that there's a huge uh i guess like gap between like you know your cultural media consumption and having to explain to your offline boyfriend all these fucking internet things and then you just come off sounding insane so i think everyone's retreating to be like wait i kind of want a sort of online boyfriend yeah I am, I thought my biggest dream in life the past three years of my life was to get a boyfriend. And like the last two weeks where my life really went up in flames and uh, the last three months of realizing that I really need to be a sober person have made me realize that like, I actually am not ready in any way to have a boy. Like I can't even imagine sharing my life with someone. Like I can't imagine someone Mm -hmm. like getting me or like dealing with me or me. I I just can't imagine it. So I thought that I wanted an offline boyfriend for sure. Um, Because I don't really want, I'm really jealous. Like, I don't think I could handle like my boyfriend looking at all the hot girls on Instagram just for that reason. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I know everyone looks, but just if you're, if that's a part of your morning routine, you're seeing all these beautiful women. I think that would bother me, um, honestly. Uh, And there's something sort of, it's really unappealing. I like can't imagine someone being into me because I. It's really unappealing, doting yourself on the internet. Like it's it's not like sexy. Um, so no wonder I uh, cannot find a life partner to save my life. Uh, but I, I don't think I'd like my future partner to be as online as I am. It's really unattractive. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's humiliating putting yourself out there for like. Because everyone's um, entertainment now is just like seeing what your peers are doing online versus like engaging with anything kind of like artful or meaningful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like we shouldn't be able to like be checking up on like everyone's lives like at all hours of the day. I feel like if two people in the the both people in the relationship are really online, it just like it doesn't it doesn't work or like it's so like the relationship becomes it turns into this like very superficial thing where you're just like chatting about what's happening online and nothing else it's yeah it's weird because i i obviously can't speak because the a huge part of my life for better or for worse is is online is is founded in the internet um I didn't get Instagram until like 2017, which was late. Like all my friends were on it and I really resisted it. And I had a boyfriend at the time who was like, you have to get on Instagram. You're nothing without it. And he bought me like 4,000 followers. And that was how I started um, Instagram. And then like six months in, I lost all the followers. Like a year in, I lost all the followers and like panicked and started buying likes. And it was like, buying likes and had no followers and it was so fucking crazy and hard to manage and then I am I had a finsta like a fake Instagram that that I would that my close friends would look at and I was like wait this shit is so much funnier than what I'm posting publicly like why don't I just like forget that I have a mother and pretend that I'm an orphan and post all the shit that I'm posting privately publicly and I started doing that and people started following me um, not that I have that many followers, I have like 20,000 followers, but I, um, if you want to become popular online, no one's asking for my advice, but I know, no, yes, we want to know <laughs> publicly. Like I, I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I really feel deep shame in, in this New York times thing. Like I was asking me about individual posts. I mean, he, he literally was like in 2019, you 
you Instagrammed that uh, you dreamt that you were the Marina Abramovich of Instagram, that the New York Times deemed you <laughs> as such. And and how funny is it that the New York Times is interviewing now you now? And I was like, uh, that was a joke. Like that <laughs> yeah. wasn't like a. Uh, I, I wasn't like predicting. Uh, I'm most of the time I'm in bed like two sleepy times in being like this is pretty funny and so it was weird to have this reporter who's like a very serious man be like this tweet that you tweeted and you know whatever uh what does that mean I'm like I guess this is my art like fuck that's so sad like my heroes are are like like Edith Piaf was not on fucking if she would live today she was not on Instagram like I am like it's just it, it makes me feel really ashamed of myself but yeah uh, definitely like the world we live in I also like make music and my like label is constantly telling me to post more of myself online constantly posting my face saying weird shit just like getting people's attentions and it's you kind of like have to to a certain extent you have to be doing that to like build a successful career or whatever but um i guess if you want like a traditional like upwards trajectory like in any sort of like art medium but if you just like want to do shit to do shit then it doesn't matter but easy to get caught up in like the cycle of what that whole world is well i I imagine like yesterday like in doing your interview it's like when uh you know this journalist is asking you these questions like that seemed like uh something that us as like low effort podcasters would ask you like we found this tweet like explain how funny it is you know um but i guess like because you know i imagine a lot of your like success in acting is i mean like amplified through your internet personality i I guess more what it because i really respect this reporter and i yeah it was really nice and flattering that he's taking my instagram seriously but i think it was because I wasn't getting acting jobs and I still am not getting acting jobs. Like I, and I audition all the fucking time. I mean, I audition all the time. And I didn't used to believe that I was good at acting. And like in the past, like two or three years, I was like, actually, I think I'm pretty good. And I was, I, the reason why I post all the stuff online is because I don't have another, I'm not in a movie. You can't watch my work anywhere. So I was like, why don't I, put my auditions out on the internet because that is me acting. It's the only time that I am acting pretty much. Um, And I wouldn't say that it's gotten me like act. My manager was like, don't do this. Like originally he was like, you don't need to be online like this. And I was like, but I need to express myself somehow. Um, And and I got offered shorts every day from my Instagram. That's what what we're like going on a podcast. That's what my Instagram's done for me. It hasn't like gotten me like the past reaction jobs that I had, I all auditioned for and um, I got them that way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm confused about like what I'm working on a one woman show right now. Um, and I, mm. I'm going to perform at the Jane again next month and I'm trying to write it and figure that out. And in doing that, I've been working on a podcast. Like I'm just trying to figure out what my, who I am. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, Instagram has helped me to do that. Like in a way, mm. having a certain amount of characters that I can tweet or a, one minute of a video on Instagram has made me, um, has forced me to, for better or for worse, figure out the the person that I want to present that isn't necessarily me, but is an, an extension of me. Am I rambling and making no sense? No, you make, you're making very clear sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, like when, um, you know, you have something that you're like so bedded in as far as like your personal art form, like naturally, you know, because what the Internet asks of people and what like being seen today is, um, you know, you're asked to be a multi hyphenate in many ways. And so where you're doing all these different things mm-hmm. and, you know, I, yeah, I, I imagined it can be confusing to um, to find yourself at a point and think like, what is the one thing I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea originally was I'm going to, I'm an actor, I'm an actor, I'm an actor. I'm going to do all this stuff so I can get acting jobs. And it, since moving to New York and in the past couple of months, and especially in the past two months, 
I actually do think that I don't just want to be an actor. And it was always like very offensive to me that people were like, you should write or you should make your own material. My manager's always telling me that the way that I'm going to quote break out is through being myself. And I always found that to be so offensive. And recently I've been like, actually, I like telling my stories, making my stupid jokes and being the little characters that I dream up. So I'm going through sort of a, and then I saw Tick, Tick, Boom, and it changed my life forever. So I'm going through sort of a rest. I'm literally serious about that, by the way. Um, but I am going through sort of a, have you guys seen it? Tick, no, Tick, Boom? No. No. Um, what? Yeah, only, only like, uh, like aware of it. But yeah, no, yeah. I haven't heard it like. Sorry. My Damn. friends are all making fun of me because they're above Tick, Tick, Boom. And I am here to say that Tick, Tick, Boom is the best movie I have seen all year. And it is one of the more moving experiences I've had as a, as a viewer. I'm looking this up right now. It, so it's a Jonathan Larson, who's the guy who wrote Rent. Okay. Um, and at 29 years old, which is, are you guys really young? Are you like 22? Oh, um, that's the, the nicest thing anyone's do we look, ever. Do we look 22? No. Um, I'm 28. Know. I feel like everyone's much younger than me these days. Right. No, uh, I'm, no 28. I'm 28. So is Evan. Yeah, we're both 28. Okay, I'm yeah. 29, so we're, we're all kind of yeah, around. We're at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Jonathan Larson, at 29 years old, had written a rock musical that was going nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. That, like, was not going to be his ticket to success. And he, all doors had closed for him. And he started writing this new musical called Tick, Tick, Boom, about being on the cusp of 30, about turning 30 eminently mm. and being a struggling artist in New York. And um, it was the thing he wrote before he wrote Rent. And then he pretty famously died the opening night of Rent, um, right. which this movie isn't about, but it's about him writing this musical Tick, Tick, Boom, which he first performed at the Jane Hotel. Um, and so I was like, the Jane, me, Jonathan, 29. I'm a waiter. She's a waiter. We both live in shitty apartments. This is the story of my life. Uh, and now <laughs> I'm having a complete freak out so no but it sounds like it's a good it's a good freak out i go yeah. i go to bed listening to the soundtrack like it's really it's become deep <sighs> deeply unhinged like i'm walking down the street being like uh, 29 I, I can't sing the song for you but i i, <laughs> I walk down the street listening to 29 30 and i go to bed listening to louder than words and it's just been too too uh too emotional to even talk about in the podcast but I I really I'm like I'm a writer now I'm a I'm a creator I'm not just an actor who knows I'm watch I move to Switzerland and open up a flower shop instead (laughs) everyone has that like backup plan or like not even a backup plan more like a like a like a dropping off plan disappearing yeah disappearing act yeah um no I mean that's that's awesome that's the dropping off plan that's exactly right yeah um, mm-hmm. no, that's great. I mean, like, I mean, I know exactly that feeling of when something you're just so moved by something that none of your friends really understand. And you can kind of understand why yeah. like it's the butt of jokes. Cause I just looked this up, right. It's directed by like Lin-Manuel and it's like, it's got Andrew Garfield, which I love Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I, I liked him in silence. I liked him in, um, under the silver lake. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of stories I feel like that like, are now, or at least like in our periphery, um, that we know like of people in in new york i don't feel i don't like you don't see people's stories of struggling artists really amplified in like an authentic way anymore and i don't even know if there are struggling artists anymore you know there are there's like just a pipeline of like you know some fucking sicko execs like kid just like you know oh sorry oh no i'm saying she's she's struggling (laughs) yeah yeah no that's what i'm saying oh yeah all all is to say is annie you're living it right now you're living the last struggling artist in new york city yeah, we got her on the yeah. pod. Uh, no, I think that is because my friends have been like, what the fuck is this angle for the New York Times about? Like, you're not doing anything. Um, and I think that the angle, and I don't know, we'll see what, watch, he's like, Annie Hamilton, the biggest slut of New York, and that's the article. But um, I, I feel like the angle might be like, this is a struggling artist mm-hmm. who is on Instagram. That's probably the angle, yeah. <laughs> It could be. It could be. That, hey, guess what? No press is bad press, right? No press is bad press. Well, we're going, we're meeting again in person, and then we're going to a party together. He wanted to go to a party with me, but it's hard because I'm not going to parties right now because I'm really having yeah. my face really fragile. Right. So I'm throwing myself a party 
called Make Annie Look Good for the New York Times. And the log line is look good so Annie can look better. And we are going to that party on the 11th. And then the article, I think, comes out mid-December or late December. Oh, nice. Um, does, does he know you're throwing this party for yourself? Or does he think oh, yeah. it's like he an or- organic party? No, he, oh, good. he fully knows there's a flyer that says Make Annie Look Good times and he is aware of the shtick um okay. yeah no he's very he's very in on it yeah um but it's like silly because i was trying to i'm like i have these three bit parts coming out like ones in a marvel show they're like all huge projects but i'm a very tiny part of them mm-hmm. um, and i was like trying to plug those and he was just like more interested in mm. my online stuff and i i found that to be pretty um interesting yeah i i've I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter that I did like two scenes with Florence Pugh in a Marvel show. It doesn't matter that I'm in one scene with Diane Keaton because the, I'm not really, they're not big enough roles for them to matter, I guess. Like, it, I don't yeah. know. Hmm. Yeah. Are you, um, do you, do you like feel excited about those? I did six months ago when I shot them. I was like, this is it. Um, and like Florence Pugh is like one of my favorite actresses. I mean, yeah. so fucking cool to work with her. She's and I, I still feel really lucky about it. But I now I'm like, no, I, I I'm in like a couple scenes, you know, I'm not like strutting my stuff or fighting for something or or inhabiting of a different voice in my own. Um, I'm, I'm more excited about performing at the Jane next month than I am about like mm. on TV for two seconds because it doesn't feel like I really got to um explore like a an a, a a feeling or a story with those characters i shouldn't i, I i'm really thankful like it was really yeah. it's for my life to have had those experiences but um they didn't like it feels really constipated doing a small role because you're like there on the set with the hair and makeup and like you have mm. a lines but you're not getting to fully fully experience something yeah yeah yeah. so it feels really constipated moving forward do you think like those sorts of roles are like something you continue auditioning for i'm above nothing i literally am uh, when we get off this facetime i'm about to do two self-tapes for a small pool i'm above i will act in anything if someone wants me there i will be there yeah i'm scared that my whole life is going to be like uh, two second parts in big movies. That's I'm scared about that, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I I think uh, the fact that you're getting um, catching a reporter's like attention in this universe you've created in itself is its own like feat. So, you know, I doubt yeah. I doubt that you're doing any kind of self fulfilling prophecy and in, in your anxiety that you're just going to get like two second parts because that that probably won't happen. Thank you. When when does this podcast come out? By the way. Um. Maybe tomorrow. Well, so we we <laughs> we're trying. We'd been trying to do like uh, every every Wednesday consistently because we're like, yeah, we need to be consistent. So we had said that I was going to edit it today and upload it today. <laughs> um, if that's okay with you, totally okay with me. Let me quickly text this reporter. Could you mind? Do you guys mind? Oh, yeah, just, yeah, I've talked yeah. about it so oh, much. Of course, like I think I, yeah. cool. I think he because he yesterday was like, you haven't posted about me online yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what do you okay. mean? And he was like, you didn't tweet about the, the like, you're going to go meet me. And I was like, word, I was trying to respect the New York Times, man. Yeah. And so, we just, hi, I'm on a, I'm on a cool podcast called Dewey Dudes. That, yes. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's yes. The, yeah. A cool podcast right now called Dewey Dudes. I am telling them about how exciting it is. Uh, to be interviewed by you. He's going to look up the account and be like, who? <laughs> what the is fuck that is? okay? Well, off the topic of uh, the times, uh, but like about acting. All right. And like, um, well, this is, this is, this relates to our show a little bit, but like, what is up with like, ho- I mean, it's always been this way, but it seems specifically now with like Hollywood's new, no uggo policy, like no uglies, you can't be bald. You can't be, you know, like you have to, you have to like pump your, pump your face full of cosmetic procedures all the time. You can't look like you're ever aging. What, what is up with that? 
I've said this before and I really hope that I keep to it. I, I never want to get plastic surgery. I, I like, I, I have said this so many times today with you guys, but I overline my lips. I put on eyeliner. I like, I, I put on um, highlighter. Like mm. I, you can change your, like I look very different without makeup on. And um, I just don't think that the point of acting is to look beautiful, at least not the kind of actor that I want to be. Like, of course, I just played an influencer, and so they really dolled me up. But like, uh, I would like to play, I would like to be in a Dardenne Brothers movie if I can ever learn to speak French and play someone who's in a small town. And like, it, it just the point of acting is is not to look beautiful. So when you get plastic surgery, it cuts off nerves. I I don't know much about it, but when you get Botox or stuff like that, you can't move your face. Yeah, yeah less so, expression. And you're supposed to, like, I think the beauty of older actors is you can see a life lived on their face. And I hope that um, if I continue to act, which I will, I, but if I continue to act when I'm like 60, then my face tells that story of the life that I've lived and that it, I, I just really don't believe in, um, in actors getting plastic surgery. I just think it's like totally the antithesis of what should be happening. Yeah. Well, just, um, I just, but I also understand the pressure of being a movie star and like people putting you on a cover of a magazine and wanting to look nice. It's really, it's, I feel so, I, I actually feel almost like, I feel pre pretty sad thinking about actresses um, getting older and, and not being able to part with their younger image. It makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like it, like um, for male actors too. It's like uh, I mean, I just watched that um, Benedict Cumberbatch movie, The Power of Dog, oh, and it's just so dog, funny. Yeah. Whenever you see these period pieces, you're just so kind of taken out of things now because everyone is like, you, you can just see how much work people have done in order to preserve and like kind of like hide their age, and uh, it just like it totally fast forwards me into like, oh, this is this is a play. Like I'm watching like this. I don't feel like I'm being transported to 1920s in Montana. I'm literally on a set right now watching like mm -hmm. these, these, um, I guess like yassified like people <laughs> act out like a scene from something they don't know anything about. But that's why I like Sean Baker movies or movies where people are, where you, you see actors that you haven't seen before. You can get lost. At least I do get lost in the story more because you don't have a something that I thought about when I started oversharing online was I'd read some like Leonardo DiCaprio interview where he was like, I don't like be, I'm very private because otherwise you can't believe um, me as the character that I'm playing. And that I think is bullshit. Cause it's like, dude, like you're a fucking huge movie star. Like we all have preconceptions about you, no matter what you say or don't say. Um, I thought that was actually pretty corny and annoying, but there is truth to, um, I think once you're a celebrity, you're fucked. Like you, people have opinions on right. you and, and you, it's going to be harder for you to convince someone on being a character, which is why when you see a movie with like an undiscovered person or street casted or whatever, it's like, oh, I can fully get lost in this story because I don't know who this person is. So they are the character. Mm -hmm. um, and that's mostly I've been watching French movies because I don't, even though there are French movie stars in them, I don't know who these movie stars are. Right. So I mm. immediately believe whatever they're trying to do. Um, yeah, I like it. But that, then again, it's like I go to a movie to see Brad Pitt. Like I don't go to a movie to pretend that Brad Pitt is someone else. Like I fucking love Brad Pitt. I love how he's aging. He looks amazing. And I would love to see what he's doing as an actor um and i'm not going in thinking like i'm gonna get lost in whoever brad pitt is trying to be i'm going to be with brad pitt right. i'm going to the movie theater to have an hour with mr pitt yeah, yeah. and you can you can definitely like enjoy like both of those like different sides of of seeing watching a movie you know this is off topic but what's what's uh What's been your favorite French film that you've watched this year? I've been watching a uh, few. I can can I name a couple? Yeah, of course. Um, Goodbye, First Love by Mia Hansen Love, um, mm. who just did Bourbon Island. Um, Goodbye, First Love is like one of the best breakup movies I've ever seen. It's so. Have you guys seen it? No, no I haven't I seen saw, it. I saw I've, Island, I've heard about Bergman Island though. It's so much better than Bergman Island, dude. It is mm. it. 
Bourbon Island is nothing compared to Goodbye First Love. And she also made another movie called Eden, which is about a French, D, a, a guy who's trying to make it as a DJ, which is genius. She's, <sighs> I, she's one of my favorite directors. Um, it's re- those, both those movies are amazing. I saw this movie Heartbreaker with Vanessa Paradis and some, I think it was in the 2000s that they made it and some pretty famous French guy that I forget his name. It's a rom-com. It's so silly and so mm. amazing. I saw this rom-com with one of my favorite French actresses, Adele um, Hanel, I think is how you say her name. I don't know how, she's the girl in um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, uh, but this movie okay. called Love, Love at First Fight. And it's just like a simple rom-com that I'm sure everyone in France thinks is stupid, but I think is amazing. Um, Call My Agent was a big show for me. Uh, I, I, I love Call My Agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, Two Days, One Night, the Marion Cotillard movie that she, I think she was nominated for an Oscar for back in the day is a movie that I hadn't seen since like 2008 and just rewatched. And it's so it's like their winter's bone, I'd say. Like it's like a girl's trying to survive, a woman trying to survive. Yeah. Um, what's another French? I, I, yeah, I really like French movies. Um French French makeup, French movies. We're just, French I just want to be French, you know? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. it's like, why why can't they, why can't I get a different passport after all this nicotine, you know? <laughs> hey, same. same yeah. yeah. I should award Good it, point. like citizenship based on your, uh, yeah, your, your smoking. You six you smoke, yeah. My love um, French. Like, what, what else can I, you can't get mm-hmm. more French than your innards and my innards. Are, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, Evan, do you have any more questions or should we get into some of these segments? Yeah. Closing segments. Yeah. Closing segments. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Questions related to these segments. All right. Um, do we rude? This is the segment in which we address haters. Um, we don't have any haters right now. So we'll leave you to address any haters you have or if you have any beef going on. Um, if you want to call someone out. Maybe it's abstract. Maybe you you just you have like beef. But I'm so hated, and and my answer to all the hated people who hate me is you're absolutely correct. Like, <laughs> I hate myself. I, I not to be too dark here, but like anyone who hates me, totally understand. T- much respect. <laughs> oh my God. Really problematic person who has a lot of uh, issues that they haven't worked out, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Um, that's a that's a much respect. That's wow. a lovely way to respond is to that. Andy, Andy's taking accountability. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I really like. Um, I have a lot of shit to work out, and I, if I offend anybody or make anybody feel bad, which I have in all my personal relationships, like I am, I am, I feel horrible a lot of the time. So, to the haters, uh, you you are justified. Keep hating. Yeah, beautiful. All right. <laughs> um. That's the first on the show. All right, dudes of the week. All right, this is a new a segment where you know you get to insert some dude. Maybe that's just on your mind. Maybe they're on the internet. Maybe a story you'd like to share related to something you saw and you thought that that guy's stand up guy, or they could be just awful too. They could be a sicko piece of shit. Yeah. Help me, help me connect me with Andrew Garfield. Like I. I, I pitched you with a different way. I wrote him a really beautiful letter um, to get him on my podcast. He never responded. Mm. Um, like the two loves of my life are Ethan Hawke and Andrew Garfield. And I got Ethan, Gar- Ethan Hawke to come on my, on my podcast. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, and I cannot get Andrew Garfield to notice me for the life of me. And I could not love the man more. I just, he has changed my life. I don't even want to date him. I just want to be around him. Mm-hmm. I want to become him. I love Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I, I really like Andrew too. Cause like, um, Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah, yeah. You're a good friend. My, my good friend, Andy. Uh, yeah. Cause I re I rewatched fucking silence. Cause like, I don't know, whatever. I grew up really, really Catholic and like, whatever, any kind of like Scorsese, like project that's like about him doing things like mm-hmm. his little passion projects. Silence. Yeah. I was like, damn, damn. Uh, and like, I think Andrew Garfield got like a lot, like, People were really criticizing his like his performance in that. I was like, no, dude, he's doing it fucking great. Like, shut the fuck up. He's um, also, I think, the best stage actor of our generation. I saw I saw him in Death wow. of the Salesman, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. And I rip it off on my Instagram. I I memorized the role of Biff because I saw Andrew Garfield's performance and I was like, this is what acting is. Like, this is what life's mm. about. Damn. Um, he's 
this fan letter I wrote to this like letter to convince him to come on my podcast. I wanted him to play my psychiatrist on my podcast. Um, mm. I auditioned Ethan Hawke to be my new father. And I wanted Andrew Garfield to play my shrink and like tell me what's wrong with me, um, which I think yeah. he'd be great at. He's, he's such a, a, any actor who's so good at acting, I'm like, they must know more about life than I do. Like they must know, they must be better at handling interpersonal relationships and, and their own demons because they're able yeah. to portray this, this feeling in this other person so i believe that andrew garfield's probably a genius because yeah. he's so good at acting but then there's all these actors who are kind of dumb and good at acting and that confuses me but that's not andrew garfield it's not andrew, andrew garfield. garfield is a thinker yeah yeah um thinker or head empty yeah i was reading about the podcast that you're you're pretty like working on and uh i saw one of the names on there john slattery wait how how did you know this? I fucking uh, I googled your name. Google. Dude. I googled your shit. <laughs> is there, is somebody wrote about my this. Well, so yeah, there's a photo of you and John, oh, my good friend John, oh, and uh, yeah, and I yeah. Was like, I, I fucking lo- I love I love John Slattery. I think he's the most charming motherfucker like ever to walk the planet. Like he was at Cafe Luxembourg, <laughs> and I went up to him and was like, "I'm making a podcast, and I want you to be on it." And he said, "Yes." Damn, oh, that's how it happened. Look at that. That's, that's the kind I, of guy also, he is. I, yeah. What? That's the kind of guy he is then. He rocks. He's fucking perfect and elegant and gorgeous and uh, really smart. And I also auditioned him to be my father too. I was like, I need you as well. I need to catch all these amazing men and make them my father. <laughs> Can't wait to listen when it comes out. That's the goal. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if it'll ever come out. But oh my yeah. God. But that kind of makes it more iconic in a way. It's like, I like yeah. the I lost podcast. Yeah. Well, I thought I saw you posting about it though. You had like a screenshot of like my, my producer dropped out. Like I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm. I, I told you my life fell apart. Like uh, I don't know yeah. what happened. But one day, the Ethan Hawke interview, I got a release to the world because he's spitting such knowledge. Um, but and the John Slattery, I should release to the world. And the Miranda, there's like a couple celebrities I should probably put out there. But I, I don't know if I'm going to make a podcast. You guys are far more um, diligent and like. Uh, hardworking than I am. It's, it's it's hard to put something out all the time in a like. I'm impressed. It's really hard. Thanks. Yeah, I guess it's like the hardest part is getting in the habit of it, which is like that's mm-hmm. the hardest part with anything. Like creating the habit of of doing these these things that that are are difficult. I mean, you're always putting yourself out there with auditions and stuff, and it's kind of sort of more yeah. or less like the same. You know, the preparation that goes into it, the the act of doing it. This is this is doing an episode weekly of something and sticking with it takes a lot of determination and um uh like not constraint what's it called I'm uh, I'm genuinely it's it's harder work than I ever thought it would be and I'm hats off to you guys seriously. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, um, don't know, we don't know how to accept compliments. We don't. We know. We're just like, all right. We're, we're like, no, we hate ourselves too. So, um, I'm like, wait. So, what could we do better, though? Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. should we do to the? Oh, wait, do we already? Did. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Um, no, I don't. I'm gonna leave it to well, well Annie's. Oh, yeah, Annie's, you have COVID. Yeah. yeah, me. I'm I'm due to the week because I've got COVID. Um, all right, and then we'll round off the episode, Annie, with uh, the Dewey do's and don'ts, which we just impart advice on to our listeners it can either be based on the conversation we just had um anything that's open-ended what should people be doing what should they not be doing can you guys give me advice i have no i'm like so i need advice more than people need mine truly mm-hmm. like i know we just met but from the, like, <laughs> um, from the sh- yeah. i just gave you like help me yeah i'm um, like i'm I don't know. I think you're killing it. Not just like, not, not to just be like flatter the guest or whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I think, uh, don't, um, there are probably people out there in, in your, in your world in life who are like, keep some information back. I don't know. I think you should like, let it all out again. For some reason, every episode, this guy's name comes up, but you know who else always lets out all of his shit? Kanye. He always says shit. Like he always just like says everything that's going on and like look where where it got him. So so don't don't uh withhold anything. I don't know. What about you, Emilio? I, I used to I used to like I'm also I guess with like the podcast and I also do music and 
Evan and I are also trying to like do other maybe TV sh- related shit. I used to always approach those things thinking very like long term, like okay, what do I have to do to like get to this point or like achieve these things within this amount of years? And like now I'm really really trying to focus on just like my day to day and like filling my day up with shit that I like doing and like putting as much effort I can into something in that single day instead of just like okay because if you like look at it long term then it's like it those things feel so unattainable or far as opposed to just like what can I do today um easier said than done but that's that's what I'm trying to trying to focus on nowadays that's it's funny you say that because a big part of what I'm realizing uh in in trying to you know, be sober is that it's a, they say constantly it's hour by hour, it's day by day. Mm. And the first taking it day by day is like a a big part of what I think about. Like I only have today, I only have today to worry about. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, like if you're able to do it, like I think it's a really good mindset to be in. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, the, the one thing that I'm really not supposed to talk about as my sobriety, but it's all right. I it's really it's all I think about. So I don't know what I how I'm supposed to keep it within because it's every day I wake up and I'm like, right, yeah, be sober. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm like a it's something that probably shapes, I'll, it shapes your day. You know, like I can't imagine ever keeping that in. You know, it's like, you know, I feel like the we'll see, man. I I just quit my job at a bar, which was the right call so hopefully things will will take off from there i could not handle working at a bar it was too much yeah that seems um i bar back for a bit and it's just like a lot it's just too fun there's just too much fun <laughs> stuff around and um you should and take then a you shot think, every then- hour but uh no this has been like one of my favorite episodes it's been like a while since we've done something that was um a a somewhat of a meaningful conversation yeah a very or, deep dive i shouldn't say meaningful but you know <laughs> thank you for asking on i uh i did a deep dive on you guys finally last night and um the press you guys have some good press i'm excited for you guys oh, I, thanks. I i think you should like it is your mom is right like it's a neat um it's very specific like two dudes mm-hmm. who are talking about um wellness and beauty is like you guys should try to tm it or dm it what's it called before someone else does oh yeah yeah oh yeah trademark yeah trademark yeah Um, you you should you should claim your stake on the land and try to get as much press as possible and that's my advice to you and anyway i'll stop talking have a great day thank you for having me thank you